0: Very hey, hello from the other side. From the other
1: side, it's <laughs> two girls, one ghost. <laughs>
0: Your voice really threw me off there. I was like, what I do I know say what next? It was.
1: it was weird. I didn't like it. It's- I wanted to give up halfway through, but I was already doing it. <laughs> you committed. It's late. It's a Sunday night. It's already 10 p.m. in Boston, so I'm still going strong. We got this. The ghosts don't sleep, so neither do we.
0: No way. No way.
1: But this is an Encounters episode, so this is one of those episodes where you guys email us the scary things or amazing things or confusing things that have happened to you. Yeah. And we read
0: them back. We read them to all of our listeners who can enjoy them and then also feel like they're not crazy for having had their own experiences that are similar to yours, which is what we love. and we read them
1: to each other because we haven't – Heard the one that the other person has picked.
0: Yeah, we typically we split up responding to to emails, or we split up picking emails, and so yeah, they're all a surprise to one person in this recording studio. All right, before we get into your spooky ghost stories, we have to thank some of the most important people in our lives, and they are our Patreon donors. And this week we're thanking our phantoms. So thank you, Mary, Daniel, Alexandra. Deirdre, Katie, Jasmine, Stephanie, Leisha, Nicolette, Zoe, Ridiculous Liz podcast, Taryn, Carrie Ann, Jim, Annie, and Theodore, Melanie, Tara, Sim, Samantha, Jocelyn, Pretty Outdoorsy, and None of This Is Real podcast.
1: Damini, Carrie, Rebe, Chloe, A Paranormal Chicks, Claire, Tomb Juice, Vanessa, Dez, Benjamin, Sabrina, Natasha, Carling, Courtney, Lauren, Carly, Audrey, Kendall, Vic, Marky, Duzoinx, Rachel, Maddie, Dill, The Tater, Carrie, Robin, Ivy, Sally,
0: Dane, Nicoletta, and Friday. Jacob, Daniela, Isadora, Kristen, Backroad Diaries, Courtney, Shannon, Caroline, Christy, Laura, and Paige. Thank you guys so much. Okay,
1: this is called Spirit Dog, and it's from Corinna. I hope I'm saying her name right. Because it's spelled similar to mine, so I assume it's the same. Hey, Corinne and Sabrina, I just started listening to your podcast a couple weeks ago, and I've become pretty obsessed with it. You guys have scary content, but also hilarious and make me laugh so hard. Hmm. That's nice. Anyway, I thought I should finally share one of my stories. Hope you enjoy. I was six years old, and I had just gotten off of the school bus. I started walking to my house, and I saw a big dog standing in my yard. I was excited, and I ran up to pet him, and I remember him vividly. He was so big, bigger than me, and he was white with brown spots, and he had this huge hound-like body, but the face of a beagle. He was looking straight forward and didn't seem to notice me coming towards him until I reached out my hand to touch him. He immediately looked down at me, and I remember feeling kind of sleepy. And the next thing I know, I see the dog run to my backyard and I snap out of it and I run after him. He's standing there staring at me and I then notice that his feet are disappearing and the rest of him is also slowly disappearing until he turns into sparkles and he floats up to the sky. Oh my gosh. I remember being in complete awe but also not afraid. And I went inside and I told my mom and she didn't believe me. This was before people even had dial-up internet. So I went to the encyclopedia, and this one this one had a whole section in full color on different dog breeds. But I couldn't find it. And as I got older, I would remember the dog and try to find it in the library or on the internet. And I never had any luck. But about a year ago, I was on Facebook, and an article showed up on my feed about extinct dog breeds. Ooh. I opened the article, not even remembering the sparkle dog, But I love that. The Sparkle Sparkle Dog. dog. But when I saw the first dog on the list, my jaw dropped. This was the dog that I'd seen all those years ago. Here's a picture. It's called Talbot, and Wiki says they're like a mix of a hound and a beagle. I've never seen it again, and sometimes I think he's my spirit guide, or maybe I never saw him at all. Thanks for reading my story. Lots of love from Chicago. Corinna.
0: Uh, What if it's an alien creature from another from another planet and it came down and it was just like i am the father of all dogs and now my time to leave has come i just absolutely love the idea
1: that animals like like a pet like a a dog or a cat or something they're so filled with just like, love and light and understanding and compassion that when they disappear, they don't just disappear. They freaking leave sparkles. They sparkle. Ugh, oh, I love it. Also, it's a cute I dog. Love I know. And it's so interesting, too, that she was kind of like in somewhat of a trance too when interacting with this dog. Before even realizing that it was a spirit. Before following the dog to the backyard. When she was just trying to pet the dog when she first got off the school bus. Also, do you think the bus driver was still sitting there like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> just seeing a like young child run up and just pet air? I it's mean, like, oh, man, I really should tell her parents, but I just don't want to deal with this one
0: today. <laughs> very possible. So wild. Cool. I love that. I, I so hope that, cool. I hope it would be cool if it's her spirit guide and then she sees this little doggy in other places and times in her life. That's cool. It is interesting. Like, did she catch it, or was it? Did it want her to see it? I know. I don't know. And it was almost like at first it didn't really realize that, or maybe it didn't
1: see her because it was just looking straight ahead. I wonder if it took a minute for like the two worlds to
0: really catch up to each other. Yeah, I don't know, but I like it. I like it. Okay, I like. What do to you think have? that I would sparkle when I disappear? I have one from B. B. Bea? Bia. B E A, I would say B-E-A. Okay. And this is called Haunted Weed Farm. Hi, Corinne and Sabrina. I found your podcast a few weeks ago and I've been binge listening. Anyway, I have a lot of my own experiences to the point where I'm certain I have a sixth sense. LOL. Everywhere I've lived has been haunted except for my current house and the house I lived in as a child until the age of 10. I'll probably email you again with some other stories including but not limited to the time I saw my friend get shoved over by a ghost and the glowing Wendigo I saw on the side of the road. What? Glowing, huh? Maybe there is a connection. Sparkles and glowing. Okay, but the one I want to tell you about is the haunted weed farm I live on. I lived on as a teenager. I live in California where marijuana has been more or less legal for a while. And where I lived was 20 miles from town in the middle of the woods. Absolute middle of nowhere with no phone or internet service. Lots of crazy things happened out there like Bigfoot and UFO sightings, but nothing as wild as our ghosts. On the farm, everyone lived in their own little cabins, but there was a main house on the property that the original owners had built. When I first moved there, my cabin needed a lot of fixing and I was staying in the main house. The first several nights there, I was filled with dread and uneasiness, and as the week progressed, I started hearing things. Spooky, for sure, but not too crazy. After about two weeks, the noises got out of control. I would hear whispers and footsteps when no one was in the house, but especially crazy considering I am half deaf and can't hear whispers or footsteps.
1: What? What?
0: Uh, scary. <laughs> the last night so I spent scary. there was... Yeah. Yeah. The last night I spent there was the straw that broke the camel's back. I woke up from sleepwalking and I was sitting on the floor in the bathroom with the lights off. I'd never slept walk in my life before. I finished up renovating my cabin and never slept in the main house again. Several months later, during the busy months for the marijuana business, we had tons of seasonal workers staying with us. The rumor got around to some of the girls that the main house was haunted and they asked one of the owners about it. And that's how I learned that the original owners of the property had been a retired couple. After the husband passed away, the wife couldn't cope and completed suicide in the bathroom. Spooked cool. does not begin to cover it. Many people who worked with us over the years apparently saw the wife's ghost, including a friend of mine who knew nothing about her or the story, but had dreams about her. He offhandedly told me that he was having a recurring dream about the lady whose photo is hung in the kitchen. Guess who? telling him all about the house and the property once he even fell asleep in the house and he had that dream again and woke up while sleepwalking into the bathroom mm-hmm. while i lived there i also saw literal mobs of ghosts semi-transparent figures walking through the valley where my cabin is at night and a woman in her oh. old timey clothes and a big smile on her face in one of the weed patches at night maybe she just what? likes to get high anyway <laughs> I love
1: it. she's just grinning ear to <laughs>
0: ear because she's happy she's on some drugs anyway love 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 this podcast stay spooky Bea. i'm just dying at the thought of the
1: like that's just my favorite part i think just the woman smiling i just picture like a ghost just like wandering around and happening upon that and being like holy hell i understand what heaven is <laughs> and just like this woman who's so stoked and like just loves weed and it's just like this is the best afterlife <laughs>
0: I also, yes, amazing. I also feel like you are so much like the woman in the house who's appearing in people's dreams to tell them about the house and the history of the house and like give them information about the house.
1: Did you know in nineteen? Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I'm happy about that. Although it is really creepy, the whole sleepwalking thing. And and it's sad that she died by suicide in that bathroom. But why is she drawing people back to it? And why is she kind of taking over their bodies to bring them there?
1: Yeah. Is it like a malicious intent or is it educational? Or is it just that she maybe wants some company and she's like, hey, come hang out where I hang out? Yeah, it
0: could be. I feel like it, it doesn't seem that scary. I think what is scary is that is the sleepwalking part and then the fact that Bea, who is half deaf, can't hear the sounds of That's, these whispering voices and footsteps. And yet in this house, she was hearing them intensely. Which does make me wonder because – and like my mom and I have talked about this before
1: because often she will experience spirits through hearing, like auditory, mm-hmm. and all see spirits. And there have been times where I'll see something at the same time that she hears something oh. and I didn't hear anything and she didn't see anything. we both had the exact like we both were given or experienced the same paranormal event but differently at the same moment together and it makes me wonder if if it's not actually a noise it's like if the footsteps and the whispers aren't something that's actually projected out into the world for anyone if it's more just like planted inside of your mind right
0: which is interesting and also could add to the theory of why people can't get like proof of ghosts making sound and stuff aside from evps but like the idea that if it's just sound put into your mind then they wouldn't be able to catch it on camera or anything
1: right 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 (sighs) i don't know i don't know how many times
0: an episode do you think you and i say i don't know probably too much
1: 30 an episode at least
0: i think more i'd say 100 i'm kidding that's too many but that'd be a fun drinking game for anyone who... That would be a fun drinking You game. get really drunk. So... Yeah. You're welcome. I can't remember who just went. I know it just happened, but... I think... I think you just went. Okay.
1: <laughs> I okay. think I'm Your next. turn. Okay. This is from Zoji. Hi, my ghostesses. I've been a listener for about three months, and when I say I'm hooked, girl, <laughs> you better believe it. So... These are the two stories that my mom had told me, and I will do my absolute best to retell it exactly. Story number one, motherly love. My mom is from Mexico, so she already is a believer in the paranormal. In the city that she lives in, it's kind of hilly, so there are steep roads that head down and not a lot of lighting. In fact, there are street lamps every 50 to 70 feet, so it's pretty much dark by 6 One night, she went to the dance hall, since we like to dance a lot, Mm -hmm. and it was pretty late. She was coming back with her mom, my grandma, and her sister. Their house was the last one on the block, so it was pretty much secluded. They're walking through the dark when my mom sees a white figure at the top of the hill. And at first, she thinks, oh, it's just a blanket. But it's slowly creeping towards them. And my grandma pulls them behind the gate of the house as the figure in front of them floats into the neighbor's house. The day after they saw that, they found out that the neighbor had passed away the night before due to a gas leakage from the stove that she was cleaning. Oh, my God. The neighbor who had passed had left her son home and the baby's aunt was taking care of him. My mom realized that she saw her neighbor's ghost come back to check on her baby. Wow. It's heavy. Okay. Yeah. Next story. This happened a couple of years ago. I live in Chicago, so the city's downtown areas have some pretty antique buildings. Me and my mom were working as janitors in an office building. That place was made of brick, and it was an old building. The inside of it was like a maze. You have a hallway that leads to another room that's connected to another room and so on and so forth. The even scarier thing is that the lights are on the entrances of the hallways so you can see the darkness of the room rush towards you. my God. I always hated turning my back to the dark hallways because I always felt like something was lurking. And one day, she's cleaning the bottom, and I'm cleaning the loft when I hear footsteps behind me. And I think it's my mom, so I turn around, but nothing is there. And I am puzzled. And I go back, and I hear a door on the opposite end of the loft open, So I go in, and again, nothing. And I call my mom, and I asked her why she was upstairs. And she said she wasn't ever upstairs. And then she turns to the stairs and looks worried. I look but see nothing. We hurry up and we go home, and the next day, she comes clean. She told me that she saw someone there, and that it followed us home. (gasps) It was sitting in the back seat when she drove home and she freaked out. So she told it to leave her alone. And it might have still been fucking with us since I would hear noises in the kitchen. No. I'm still not sure what happened to it. But thanks so much for reading. Keep up the great work. Lots of spooky blessings. See you on the other side. Wow.
0: Okay. The first one is so, 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 so sad. I know. I know. And such a freak accident. And she probably
1: misses her baby so much. Isn't it interesting, too? And maybe it's when people first enter their spirit body that maybe they're restricted in a way that they can't just, like, pop up wherever they want. But she was walking. Like, she put in the effort, and she was walking to the house to check on her baby. Like, walking through the neighborhood, walking down the dark roads to go find her baby. Right. It's really sad. It's really sad. And then what the heck followed them home? I don't know. That's super creepy. But I totally get it. It's like you don't want your back. Like Sometimes you feel like if you have your back somewhere that it shouldn't be.
0: It's hard, though. Where where do you position your back? You know, because it's like against against the wall. But is it better? Because then there's something that could reach through the wall. Or even if a shadow person, like if they're two dimensional, they could be standing behind you. And then you could feel someone's eyes on you and you feel even more trapped.
1: Okay, you just ruined life for me because I always thought I was safe against the wall.
0: (laughs) Well, I guess maybe just put your face on the floor. Just like lay flat on the ground.
1: (sighs) So spooky, though. Yeah, And to hear noises in the kitchen afterwards and being like, okay, well, this is the thing that I got creeped out at and it followed me home and now lives with me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, don't like that. So scary. Don't want you to come home with me. Please never, any ghost, come home with me. Okay, do you have one to, yes, to I have one to wrap it up? This is from Holly and she says, Hi girls, I love the show. I'm taking a while to catch up as I can only listen in the daylight LOL. So I recently heard the Encounters episode where you asked for stories about children. And I know you're way ahead of this now, but I had to send this story in. When I was about two or three, I lived in a small town on the edge of the valleys in Wales, the amazing country next to England. My parents and I lived in an old house on a one lane, with about four other houses that ended in a forest. The whole time I lived there, I had the standard imaginary friend that most kids have. Mine was called Ellie, and she was blonde and a bit younger than me. I did everything with Ellie, and would talk about her to my parents all the time. Flash forward about 10 years, and I'm 12 or 13, and in a fairground with my dad, and he sees our old neighbor who lived two houses down on the lane we used to live on. They're chatting away when his daughter gets on the kid's ride he was standing by. As she climbs down, my jaw drops and I said, Ellie? She looked up at me and my dad and old neighbor all look at me. This girl, whose name was Ellie, is my imaginary friend come to life. I hadn't thought about my imaginary friend for years, but when I saw her, all of my memories of her returned. She was identical to her. I definitely freaked out our old neighbor, but my dad believed me from the look I had on my face. I know this email is long, but I have one more story for you. One night, I was staying over at my dad's house, and while I was getting ready for bed, our dog settled himself on my bed. My dad comes up and tried to get our dog, Oscar, to go to his bed, but Oscar wouldn't move. I don't think I've ever seen Oscar sleep anywhere but on his own bed, which is next to my dad's bed. So anyway, we let him stay with me, and I went to sleep. And I had the weirdest dream about running down a stairwell that must have had like 8 or 10 flights all while feeling like I was being chased. I kept looking over my shoulder but couldn't quite see my chaser, just flashes of black as they tried to hide from my view. I woke up to a pitch black room and immediately knew something was very wrong. Oscar was standing on the bed, fur on end, growling at something that was at the side of my bed. I look over and I see the dark shape of a person and this evil feeling coming from them. I have never been so scared. The thing I could see was obviously real, "'as the dog could clearly see it too. "'It's hard to describe what it looked like, "'but it was a pitch black room "'and the person seemed to be even darker black. "'I finally worked up the courage "'to get out of bed and turn the light on. "'And the figure disappeared with the light. "'Oscar stopped growling, "'but his fur was still on end. "'Needless to say, I did not sleep the rest of the night "'and have refused to sleep in that room again.' Thank you for reading. I moved into my current house a year ago, and it's a little cottage over 300 years old, and so far I've just heard footsteps on the stairs and seen flashes of someone walk across the landing. But last night, my dog woke me up barking at the fire in the lounge. When I got back into bed, my phone said 3.14 a.m., so watch this space. I may have more stories soon. See you on the other side. Holly. That's so wild! I love imaginary friend stories, and this one is kind of in a way that I've never – the idea that she had an imaginary friend who then was later born as a real person.
1: Yeah, and it made me – yeah. it, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so – and it's like, <sighs> were they traveling souls? And it's just like Ellie couldn't wait to go down to Earth and had to spend time with her growing up. And then, know. of course, when she's reincarnated, doesn't rem- like have the memories of it. That's so weird, though. And <laughs> then, like, do you take on, like, as soon as you pass over, at what point is it, like, as soon as a life is assigned to you, even if it's, like, seven years in the future, do you then take on that sort of appearance?
0: Yeah, I have no idea. I have
1: no idea. Everyone drink. I don't know. I don't know. And then also I was like, what if it's sort of like a
0: doppelganger type thing? Oh, that's strange. I like the idea that they're like disconnected souls though. And that maybe they'll be brought back into each other's lives at another point. I sure hope that's a little bit more pleasant, but I'm also good for Oscar for protecting her because, and it's crazy. That's the crazy thing is that Oscar sweetheart, that Oscar knew what was going to happen before. She even had the dream. Yeah. But, like, trust your pets, man. Like, they
1: know. What if Oscar had a dream and he knew it was coming? That's crazy. <gasps> and he was like a little dog brain. He was like, oh, let's little... protect. I know something's happening. Oh, that's really cute, actually. <laughs> all right. Well, if you guys want to send us your stories, our email is twogirls one podcast at com. We do ask that all of your encounters are things that you or friends or family members have truly experienced.
0: Yes, we would love to read them all. Please share them with us so we can share them with all of you and say, I don't know. And you can just drink and play our drinking game with us. Um, What if we had to drink every time we said, I don't know?
1: We would never get to the end of the episode. We'd be giggling and passing out.
0: (laughs) You can support us in many, many ways. I think this comes out post Nashville live show. So please come to our New York live show. It's at uh, Gotham Comedy Club on july 14th and tickets are on our website also linked in our bio
1: and if you come to our show you should definitely wrap some wrap us with the uh, the tgog merch heck yeah you should sweatshirts posters mugs like i don't know do do what you feel do what you want and we will see you you on on the other other side very spooky